Chapter 6 of The Snow Bear by Holly Webb. Chapter 6 A New Friend. Sarah blinked sleepily and gazed out of the arch entrance to the igloo into the strange purplish light. She hadn't meant to fall asleep, and it was colder than ever. She looked around for Grandpa, thinking she must have fallen asleep too. He must have fallen asleep too, but he wasn't there. Sarah struggled to get out of her sleeping bag and pull her boots back on, meaning to hurry into the house and find him. But as she sat there, tugging at her boots, Sarah realized that everything had changed. She hadn't slept in the igloo all night. Grandpa would have never let her. So how could it be light? Or almost light, anyway. The snow around her igloo was glimmering in the light of an odd pink-streaked sky, as though it was early morning. The house was gone. They'd built the igloo facing the house. She knew they had. But it wasn't there anymore, and neither were her, was her snow bear. Her boots on her. On at last, Sarah crawled out of the igloo and stood up. She stared around, eyes wide. She wasn't in Grandpa's yard at all. Snow stretched around her for far as she could see. There were no houses, not even any trees, just mountains and mountains of snow. With here and there a patch of rock or grass showing through. Sarah looked back at her igloo. It was definitely still there, and so was her sleeping bag and the bag of sandwiches and the chocolate cookies. But her snow bear was gone, just made, which just made everything seem even stranger. She was dreaming. She had to be. But it was strange to be in a dream and know that it was a dream. Tugging her coat, more tightly around her shoulders, Sarah stepped out into the snow, shivering a little. It was the coldest dream she'd ever been into. She looked around, wondering if there was anyone to talk to, to tell her where she was, and, and called, Hello. She did, didn't call very loudly. She felt shy and somehow shouting into all that whiteness, and only the wind answering her back. Sarah took a few steps around the side of the igloo. She had some odd ideas that on the other side of the snow house she might find the way home, but that there might be a sort of door back to Grandpa's yard. But she forgot all about that when she came around the back of the igloo and found her snow bear. He was standing now on all four paws, but he was still but he still only came up halfway came halfway up Sarah's leg. He stared at her uncertainly with round, dark eyes, not green glass, not green glass anymore, and Sarah stared back. His eyes had changed, but it was her bear. She knew it. She knew him. He was real, soft and furry. She wanted desperately to pet him because he looked so much like her cuddly polar bear back home. But this was a real bear now, a wild bear. Sarah shook her head, wondering how this could possibly have happened. Then she smiled to herself. She didn't understand it at all, but she heard so many of Grandpa's stories and wished and wished she could see the places he talked about, and now she was in the Arctic. The cub was looking at her as though he didn't know what she was, Sarah thought. He might never have seen a human before. She looked around anxiously. The bear cub was small. She wasn't really sure how old. But she guessed he was probably only a few months old. So he shouldn't be on his own. Somewhere close by, there would be an enormous mother polar bear looking for her baby. Even though Sarah thought polar bears were beautiful, 
she knew how fierce they could be. She watched nature programs about bears, and she had books about them. And Grandpa had told her a ton of stories. They lived mostly by hunting seals, but polar bears could hurt people, too, when they found hunters on their own, or if they thought humans were attacking their cubs. Her little igloo wouldn't be much protection against an angry polar bear. Sarah started to back away slowly, wondering where the mother bear was. She thought it was probably better not to run. Polar bears were much faster than people. She was sure. But the polar bear ga cub gazed at her anxiously and then took a couple little steps towards her. Sarah stopped, biting her lip. Was he lost? She was sure that a cub wouldn't usually be away from his mother like this. The cub ventured closer and gave a whine, a teeny noise that sounded more like a puppy than anything Sarah had expected from a bear. She couldn't leave him, she realized. He was too little and he was scared. She had to help him somehow, which was silly because she thought he probably knew a lot more about surviving in the Arctic than she did. Do you need my, me to help you find your mother? She said gently, coming a little closer. The bear looked up at her, hopefully, and she sighed. I don't know where she is. I don't even know where I am, actually. But that must be why I'm here in this dream. If that's what it is, to take you home. Sarah walked slowly and carefully back to the igloo. The little bear looked hungry, she thought, and she had her sandwiches. She had a feeling he was too young to be eating mostly seal meat. Like an adult bear, he was still supposed to be feeding from his mother. But in the Arctic cold, he needed to be fed, even if that meant eating tuna fish sandwiches. Otherwise, he wouldn't have the strength to go far. Bet you'd never had anything like this, Sarah muttered, undoing the foil Grandpa had wrapped around the sandwiches. I guess it's lucky they're tuna. I don't think you'd like cheese and ketchup. That's my other favorite. Even though the bear surely hadn't, heard the crinkle of sil silver foil before, he seemed to know at once that it meant food. He padded over to the snow towards Sarah and stopped just to step away, looking hopefully from Sarah to the foil and back again. Sarah laughed and then felt guilty as he skittered away. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you, she whispered. Yes, they're for you. That's why I opened them. Come on. Come and try. You'll like it. Tuna fish is yummy. The bear sniffed hopefully and looked around as though he thought he probably shouldn't be doing this and his mother might suddenly show up and scold him. But when Sarah tore off a little piece of the sandwich and held it out, he couldn't resist. He snatched it out of her fingers and gulped it down greedily. Then he came closer looking for more. I told you you'd like it, Sarah said, feeling happy. You better not have too much since you're not used to this kind of food. Oh, the bear didn't agree. He barged close, close into Sarah nudging near eagerly at the foil and rooting around in it. Okay, okay, you're really hungry, I know. Here, look, I have some more. Sarah looked at him worriedly as he gobbled up the sandwiches. I wonder how long you've been on your own. You're still plump, so you probably haven't been hungry for long, all that long. Gently, while he was still eating, she slipped off one glove and rubbed the back of his neck. She was prepared to pull her hand back quickly in case he didn't like it. But he didn't seem to mind. He just glanced at her quickly, checking to see what she was doing, and then went back to the food. We'd better find your mother fast, Sarah said, sitting down and rubbing the soft folds of fur around his neck. I just have Grandpa's sandwiches now, and after that it's only chocolate cookies left. I don't think I can give you those. 
they're probably really bad for you. I know chocolate is bad for dogs. I bet it's not good for bears either. She shivered. She shouldn't have taken her glove off, but she'd wanted to fill his fur. Wanted, She so wanted to fill his fur. Her hand was aching with the cold now, and she felt shivery. She put the glove back on and carefully patted the bear, rubbing behind his ear and tickling him under the chin, like she tried to do with a nick. The bear was a lot friendlier, especially now that she'd fed him. He licked all around his jaws, Sarah got a glimpse of his teeth, which were very big, even though he wasn't, and he sniffed her glove, gloves to see if she was bringing more food. I need to give you a name, Sarah said thoughtfully. I can't just call you Bear. She ran her, ran her hand over his dome white head, domed white head, and the bear nuzzled at her wrist. Oh, of course, she smiled. I'll call you Peter, like Grandpa's bear. Sarah shook her head, suddenly confused. Maybe you are Grandpa's bear. Maybe I'm taking you back to your mother so the boys don't have to leave you on the sea ice at the end of summer. Sarah frowned. But that would be silly. How can I be inside Grandpa's story? It's And it's not a dream. I'm sure it's not. You're real. I can feel you. You can't feel things the same way in dreams. She stood up, looking around anxiously. How was she going to find a white bear in all this snow? Maybe you can find her. She suggested to Peter. Polar bears hunt by smell, and I'm sure I can. I'm sure I read that. Can you follow your mother's scent? Can you track her? Or maybe you're just too little. Peter stood next to her, very close, his soft head again, almost resting on the side of her coat, so that she could feel the warmth of him. Sarah thought that he seemed to be waiting for her to tell him what to do. He was used to following his mother. I wish we had some idea where to go, she, Sarah muttered. What if I her, What if I head in the wrong direction and just take you farther away from her? Peter put his nose down and sniffed thoughtfully at the snow, looking up at Sarah with dark, sparkling eyes. What is it? She bent down to look, took in a quick, excited breath. Tracks! Aren't you clever? The tracks were hard to see. She'd never have seen them herself, but they were definitely there, and they were too big to be, Pete, to be Peter's own paw prints. They were big, heavy pads pressed into loose snow, setting off across the whiteness like a trail to follow. She must have lost you somehow and gone off looking for you. We just have to catch up to her, Sarah said firmly. She picked up the little bag of sandwiches and cookies and started following the prints of the big-footed bear leading the cub out into the snow. End of chapter 6. Hope you enjoyed.